You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. Everybody, welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. Hope you guys are doing great out there. Thank you so much for joining me here on the show. Uh, I just love meeting and hearing from new listeners as you guys are reaching out. It's just fantastic that the show continues to grow and grow. And uh, I thank all of you out there for that because uh, you guys are spreading the word. You're letting other people know about the show, and and I really appreciate it. And just remember, if any of you all out there listening have uh, experiences of your own that you'd like to uh, uh, you know present on the show as a guest, I'd love to have you. You can reach out to me via email at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com, and I'll get in touch with you, and we'll get that dialed in and, and uh, get you on the show as well. But we've got a great show lined up for you guys tonight. I've got a, a fantastic guest on. This is Rob from South Carolina who's joining us today. He's had an incredible amount of different spiritual and ghostly activity uh, in, his, in his lifetime, and he's here to share all of that with us. So I hope you all are ready because we're going in. Hey, Rob, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Brent, how's it going this evening? I'm doing good, man, just dealing with the, the shifting seasons and uh, <laughs> trying to handle all of that, but uh, I'm, I'm doing the best I know how. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad, brother. Yeah, so you, you've had quite a bunch of things going on, and you and I have talked uh, prior to the show uh, about some mm-hmm. of the stuff you've experienced, and, and i got to tell you, man, you've been through a lot. Yes, sir. I've, yeah, actually, I called in a week ago, uh, about a week ago, also, and kind of did the experience. You know, a couple experiences I've had, mm-hmm. um, which brought us to this point. And uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you for allowing me to come on to the portal oh, and yeah. um, sharing some experiences with with everybody, and maybe helping somebody along that path that you know that they have. Because you know, in this, sometimes you have you you end up with more questions than you do answers. You know, and <laughs> just yeah. maybe uh, help people along with that and maybe even with some of my questions that I have so oh absolutely yeah um and you know I think 
I think this kind of stuff is pretty intense because um, people are people are are more encouraged to come forward just listening to other people come forward. So it's it really it really helps a lot of people to embolden them to you know share their experiences, get them off their chest and stuff. So so yeah, I mean this is really uh, it's really kind of a a boomerang effect that everybody that comes on, it just makes another person want to come forward. And, and it's really fantastic, of course, to hear the experiences from people that are experiencing firsthand, you know, rather than, you know, once, twice, three, four times removed, um, to, to, to have an opportunity to, to talk to you guys, the experiencers to me is an absolute, uh, thrill and honor because, you know, you were there, this is all stuff you lived through. Yeah, absolutely. And even hearing other shows that you and Don have done and hearing some of the same experiences that other people have that you've actually experienced yourself personally, like some of the stuff that I have, it just it, it kind of makes me feel like we're all connected in in that same way. You know, it, yes. it's not like a mass hallucin, uh, hallucination or anything like that. There's actually something really going on here. And then, you know, maybe we can get to the bottom. Maybe it's things we can't understand. Maybe we're not meant to understand it, but help somebody with, with that. Absolutely, brother. And you guys have done a great job with that. I mean, you really have. That's how, you know, I found you guys, and i just been a fan from day one, first time. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's really cool. Thank you, brother. Thank I really you. appreciate yeah. that. And, and you know, I mean, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure. And, and it truly is an honor for me to, you know, that people are putting that much trust in me to tell me what they've been through and some of the things that have, you know, affected their lives. So it's really kind of a sacred thing to me. But, yeah, thank you. Right. And, and what really got me listening to the, the portal was actually um, I, I would listen to Sasquatch Chronicles and I heard he, I guess, he had interviewed you. Yes. Yeah. One yeah. evening. And that kind of, you know, got the ball rolling with that. And, you know, I'd listened to that for a few years before I'd heard your guys's. And like I said, we're all kind of connected in that way. It's like, <laughs> you know, if I wouldn't have been listening to that, then I wouldn't have heard you and Wes talking. And then now me and you were talking and it's, it's all kind of a snowball kind of, you know, we're all connected in that way. Yeah. You know, it is like a stack of dominoes, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's just one thing leads to another. And, and I guess we, we all kind of find our way, uh, into the fold, but yeah, brother, it's, it was a great yeah. experience. And, uh, Wes is a hell of a guy. So it was a lot of fun to be on his show. I was a fan, uh, for years and years of his as well. So I was really tickled to get the chance to be on there. Right. Even though myself, I've never had a uh, cryptid experience that I can really recall or anything, but uh, anything along that along that lines. But, you know, I, I've always been fascinated with the subject ever since I was little, you know, picking up books in the library and mm -hmm. seeing stuff, you know, on on TV and stuff. But um, if we want to jump right into it, then yeah, brother. I mean, we can take us, take <laughs> um, us on the journey. Um, well, it. it I was really young when I remember my first kind of paranormal experience. Okay. Um, I had to at least been um, four or five. Oh, okay. And um, we, at the time, we, had, me and my mom and dad and my brother, we had lived at my grandmother's house, um, who was my dad's mother. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, my mom's youngest sister. I know it kind of jumps around a little bit, but my mom's youngest sister was having some problems at the time. So she came to stay with us at grandma's. Okay. Um, which was my dad's mother's house. Um, so, uh, they were just, you know, that by marriage, they were related. But anyway, I remember I had broke my leg when I was probably about four or five. So this is about this time and, um, you know, doing stuff that little kids aren't supposed to, your dad tells you, Hey, 
don't be doing that. You're going to break your arm or you break your leg. And (laughs) there we go. Then I broke my leg. So anyway, I remember her carrying me outside and it was a nice day. And I remember her carrying me outside and she set me down because we had kind of like this little play box in the yard, you know, where we had trucks and dirt and my cousins would come over and we would play. And Mm -hmm. I remember my aunt setting me down in the yard and she walked out into the yard, little driveway to, uh, smoke a cigarette or something kind of, I remember, but I remember her stopping midway and just kind of staring off. Well, you know, I'm sitting there playing and minding my own business. And I kind of out of peripheral vision, I see her stop and I look over at her and she looks right at me. Mm-hmm. And then she looks back towards the neighbor's house, which is right across the street. Cause we lived down this gravel driveway. Uh, there was just two little farmhouses down there and, you know, oh. and, um, we lived in one, the neighbors lived in the other. And then, uh, we kind of, adjacent to our property was uh, um, a junior high school but so anyway she's she stops and she's looking towards the neighbor's house and i look at her she looks at me and we both at the same time look back and uh there's in their front yard they had they they had the well house that had all the mechanical workings of the well Mm -hmm. and that would pump the water into the two into the two houses well they also right next to it had a big street light, you know, like the dust till dawn lights or booger lights, oh, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in between the two of them leaning up against the pole, there was this silhouette of this man. And instantly I, cause I, I can remember it to this day. And I remember looking and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's a soldier, you know, oh, almost like a, like, cause I'm thinking like GI Joe, I'm like, that's a soldier, you know? Uh-huh. Well, and I remember my aunt just going like gasping and I would look back at her and she's like coming at me and she's like, Oh my gosh, what are you and she picks me up and we run inside, <laughs> yeah. you know? Wow. So that, that's kind of my first one. And which kind of comes back to it. That story kind of comes back towards, you know, as I get older mm-hmm. and stuff happens. Sure. Um, and that's, that's the first experience that I've experienced when I was a little kid. Um, and, and it seems like, like I told you the other night, like every house I've ever been in, I don't know if it's the house or if it's me or if it's a, mm-hmm. you know, a guiding spirit or guardian angel that follows me or, um, so then a few years later, you know, I, I'd gone to kindergarten and then mom and dad saved up enough money and we got our own house and we moved down to, uh, to this little town and actually it was on the tributary of the Missouri and the uh, Mississippi river. Okay. And it was a little town. It was called South shore. It's like a little Harbor and everything. And um, we lived down there and there, that place was really weird too. Um, the house itself, just the area itself too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was contributed to, you know, stuff that had gone on because right across the river from that, used to be the Osage Indians used to live there oh. years and years and years ago, like in the 1700s or anything. But, and I remember my grandma and grandpa, they had a pub there and my mom, she would always give me and my brother's quarters and stuff. And we'd go out and get, you know, great sodas and, you know, go play video games and stuff in the, in the little arcade they had there. Uh-huh. But this uh, one particular instance there at that house, I remember, um, it was kind of late in the evening one evening and my brother, for some reason he was playing in the closet and, uh, I'm telling him, I'm like, you need to get in bed and, you know, I don't want mom and dad coming back here and yelling at me because I think there was a school night. It was like a Sunday or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I'm not going to be the one getting in trouble. So you do, you know, whatever. I don't want to get in trouble. So you just need to get back in bed. Well, he just like, he opens up the closet. He's playing at the bottom. He just freaks out and he, he jumps back in the bed 
And I'm like, what? And I'm on the top bunk, and I just kind of lean my head over, and I look at him, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's just, like, looking into the closet, just, I mean, white as a sheet. And he just points up, and inside the closet, we had this little um, fire escape, uh, not fire escape, I'm sorry, uh, attic access. Oh, sure. Yeah. And the light was on there, and I heard some shuffling around. I'm thinking, I told him, I said, see, here comes Mom and Dad. And at about that time, I look back up, and I'm, as I'm looking at him, and he's pointing, I look into the closet, and in that access, there's just a face. Oh, wow. Ugh. Like, yeah, it was just, uh, I mean, it gives me the chicken skin just thinking about it because it was so clear. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, what, what it did was the, like, what did the face look like? Like a boy or girl or age or what did you it see? It was girlish okay. girl. Uh-huh. Um, because it kind of had like the long hair kind of draping. Okay. You know what I mean? Just like, kind of like if you was to look outside of something, like, like I said, like outside the, the, the access mm-hmm. and the hair. And it was like, as soon as I looked and saw it, it kind of looked my way and just, it was gone. Like it uh-huh. swooped back up into like the head and face just swooped back up into the, yeah into the attic. Cool. And I was like, Oh my, I, I remember jumping up and just shutting the door. <laughs> and when I did that, that's when mom and dad came in and they were like, you guys are supposed to be sleeping, you know, the scooter. And I was like, Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, you know, <laughs> so you never tried to oh, tell yeah. them, you didn't try to tell mom and dad, Hey, I just saw a face or nothing. Not in that particular instance. Okay. I haven't, okay. I didn't at that time because I was, I was, you know, I was like, well, I don't want to get, you know, my butt spank <laughs> or anything for them, you know, cause they've been like, Oh, well, it's quiet. Just go back to bed. You know, you got school in the morning. Right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Um, and, and throughout the years too, I had weird experiences there, um, on the property. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we used to have this Do- uh, Doberman cause my grandma and grandpa, they lived next door okay. and they raised Dobermans. Right. So mm-hmm. they, they, they gave us a puppy one year for, um, I don't remember if it was my little brother's birthday or Christmas or something like that. And, um, you know, as she was getting older and, and she would always just growl just growl at the, at the front door oh. and just growl or growl next to the, the front door at the wall. Just look at the wall and growl. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, man, that's so weird. You know? And like I said, my grandma and grandpa, they lived right next door to us. And my grandma, she was always kind of a spiritual person. Like she always used to talk about the gargoyles and the trees. Mm-hmm. And at the time I didn't, I, I didn't, when I was a kid, you know, I just heard this word gargoyles. I never, you know what I mean? Right. I didn't know what a gargoyle was until I started getting a little older and learning about, you know, stuff in school, architecture and stuff. I'm like, gargoyles in the trees. And she, she, it'd be nothing to her to talk about the stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom always used to say that her, because uh, she was my, my mom, my mom's, um, they were my mother's adoptive parents. Oh, okay. That, yeah, but they would always say that um, she was, she just always had weird stories to tell, you know? Um, about it at the pub that they owned and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, um, fast forward a few years, we, we moved out of that house. So from kindergarten to about fourth or fifth grade, I lived there and there was a bunch of experiences that happened there. You know, some stuff you can explain away and other stuff is just like, wow, like that little face that I saw and the, you know, the dog growling all the time. And it's just like weird, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had moved probably, we moved kind of far away. It was the same County, but we moved to the other end of the County and we lived in this house. that was actually, the neighborhood was built, which I come to find out later. The neighborhood was built on, um, an old cemetery that they had moved, you know, further up the road. Oh, um, yeah, they, yeah. They might've just moved headstones. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they probably did just move the headstones because, mm-hmm. you know, you hear stories about that all the time. They just, yep. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, um, the house was really, um, it was an older house. So I guess it was, it was probably, the neighborhood was built, I guess, in the 70s or something. But we had moved in there, and this was probably early 90s now. So it's, you know, the neighborhood itself is 20 years old. And mm-hmm. um, the weird experiences I had, and this this is about the time, um like my, my parents were getting divorced. So it's around that time, you know, I'm probably preteenish, you know, right. well, my parents get divorced and then my mom leaves and my dad comes to stay with us, you know? Oh. And then, uh, so when my dad gets there, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't bad or anything like that. It was just, you know, here, you know, mom's gone now, here's dad, but you know, we sure. still did what we had to do. Right. And, um, then, Later on, my cousin, my oldest cousin, well, who we thought was our oldest cousin at the time, which kind of ties in with the first story I told you about seeing the soldier. Anyway, because mm-hmm. um, she's always had experiences, too, growing up. So uh, anyway, she had moved in with us, and she was um, recently just had, I don't know, a few years ago, she had her daughter. So she was probably about three or four. Mm-hmm. And at this time, like I said, I was probably like 12, oh. 10, 11, 12-ish, around there, preteen area. Sure. And uh, they came to stay with us. And um, my uh, one particular evening, um, I, I always used to, because I was never good at spelling or anything like that or writing or anything. So what I used to do is I'd take my old Walkman. I know I'm kind of showing my age, but I would take my old Walkman into blank tape and I would go through my spelling words and I would say them over and over a couple times and I would put them on my, you know, and listen to them while I was sleeping. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. To kind of remember them, you know, and do, oh my gosh, I got this big spelling test. I want to remember it. Da, 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 da. So I would do that and just repeat it and just put it on and I'd fall asleep to that or, you know, a tape or something after that. Right. And I remember one particular evening um, that my I'm laying in bed and like I got my feet facing the way my bed laid is my feet were facing towards the door. Okay. And my, uh, my cousin's little, so my second cousin, she comes in and she's standing at the door and I just, you know, I kind of have my eyes closed almost asleep. And I, I kind of look up and I said, Hey, her name's Brittany. I said, Hey, Brittany, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, everything's okay. I was like, well, you need to go to the bathroom. You need something or something. She's like, yeah, mom's sleeping. So, uh, I get up and, uh, you know, help her get a drink or whatever, come back. And I lay down. I was like, now you need to go lay down with your mom, go lay down or whatever. And she's like, okay. And then she's just standing there and she puts her arms up in the doorway. And I'm like, are you okay? Is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, no, everything's okay. And I was like, do you need something? She's like, no. She said, Steve's sitting next to you. I said, Steve. <laughs> she's like, yeah. And I'm thinking like imaginary friend or whatever. She's like, no, he's, uh, he's, he's real. He's sitting right next to you. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what's well, that crazy. <laughs> and, uh, which is kind of weird too, because I had a friend of mine. He always used to call me Steve for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, <clears throat> but um, and it, it kind of really creeped me out, you know. And I'm just like, what <laughs> is she talking about? You know, no, he sits there. He just sits there and watches you. And I'm like, oh boy, okay, this is <laughs> creepy. Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break. So don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes.
Hey guys, Brent Thomas here of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash paranormal dash portal and you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in so uh as that goes on um you know we're still living there and uh for a couple more years and uh they moved out my cousin and her daughter moved out and uh um, you know we ended up moving back to grandma's house because one particular summer we were there visiting and we come back home and the house caught fire somehow. Like oh, they never geez. gave us a reason how it caught fire or anything. You know, you, how sometimes they, well, not sometimes, but they'll do investigations on, right. Hey, how did this happen? Was it electrical? This or that or the other. And they couldn't, for whatever reason, the fire department couldn't figure it out why the house caught on fire. But I remember this very vividly, like we were there and I remember pulling in the driveway and like there was smoke coming out the back and I'm thinking, what the heck? And my dad like, stay in the car, stay in the car. And he jumps out. Well, I was in the passenger closest to the, you know, the door because my brothers were in the middle of the truck mm-hmm. and uh, I just jumped out and run because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my dog, you know, I remember yeah. telling you we had this Doberman and she was my best friend. So I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go get her. And I remember touching the doorknob and it being real hot. My dad's like, get out of there, get out of there. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the time of me touching it and turning it, the door opens up and she's laying there on the foyer and she's just like trying to breathe from the crack underneath the door. Aww. So I just, I grabbed her and I pulled her out. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we moved back after that, you know, they did their investigation, which was kind of weird in itself. It was like, nobody knows how or why yeah. the fire started. But, uh, so we moved back to grandma's house. Did the dog and make it? So now, I'm sorry. Did the dog make it? Yes. Yes. Oh, she, she did. Okay. I mean, luckily it was like in the nick of time, it seemed like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she was just laying there yeah. and it was like, if we would have been maybe five minutes later, you know, that yeah. would have probably been it for poor thing. Sure. But, uh, okay. we got her out and then, you know, we packed up everything and, you know, we eventually moved back to grandma's house, you know, where I had this first experience when I was a little kid and that was always like home anyway. You know, even when we were in the summertime, we'd always go back and visit grandma, you sure. know, yeah. during the summer. Absolutely. So, uh, and in that time, uh, there were some new people that moved across the street into the house that, you know, there was the two farmhouses, you know, somebody moved in, the old neighbors moved out and, mm-hmm. you know, they had lived there for years. I think it was the one guy's family's old house or something, some, somehow connected. And, uh, but anyway, they moved and then went, uh, this new family moved in, you know, like we befriended them and everything. And, um, so we moved back to grandma's and, um, the experiences just kept happening. It seemed like the older I was getting, the more experiences it was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and not after that, I would like meet when we, 
I was in middle school and I started meeting friends around the neighborhood because right next to the uh, houses was uh, a neighborhood. And all we had to do was jump the fence and we were in the neighborhood, you know. Mm-hmm. And I uh, befriended this guy, uh, still a good friend of mine to this day, and his family and everything. They're like my family. And um, anytime he would come over, he was just like, man, it's, it's your house is weird, man. <laughs> like he never wanted to stay the night or anything, which, sure. which nothing, it wasn't nothing to me. Cause I was just like, eh, whatever, you know, it's, yeah. It was but, um, yep. it, it, this was back in the day when, uh, I get me back in the day, but it was like the early nineties. And back then it was like real, it was fashionable. I usually used to, I would always wear like a flannel shirt. And I had this, my mom bought me this duster, like an old Western duster oh, sure. trench coat. Yep, yep. And I thought, I, was, I thought I was, you know, the coolest <laughs> yeah, having this. Absolutely. Um, well, one particular day I had gone over to my buddy's house and he wasn't there. And I knocked on the door and his dad's like, Hey, come on in here. I need to talk to you. I'm thinking, Oh, you know what happened? You know, I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. So I come in the house and we're sitting there and he's like, have a seat. And we're talking and talking and talking. And he's like, you know, um, I don't appreciate you being in my house last night. Whoa. And I'm like, I said, like, I'm like, what? He's like, I don't appreciate you being in my house. And I, I, I told him, I said, Mark, I promise. I, 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 that wasn't me. I said, I was at home, mm-hmm. you know, most of the day, all day yesterday, almost, you know? Yeah. It wasn't me. He was, I wasn't there. And he, he goes to tell me, he's like, he's like, are you sure? And then his son comes home and he was like, you know, my buddy. And he's, he's like, Hey, what are you doing? Da, da, da. And I was like, your dad thinks I was in your house last night. I didn't stay the night. Right. Not Cause I'm thinking, cause he was so convincing with it. I'm thinking, was I there last night? You know, it was one of those things. I'm like, no, no, I wasn't. Right. And he was like, no dad, he didn't stay the night last night. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, I, I got up last night and he's like, I walked down the hallway and he's like, I could have swore you were standing there with your trench coat. He's like, that's how I knew it was you. you somebody had a trench coat on. Mm-hmm. And he said, I turned around to look to say, you know, to tell his wife, he was like, Hey, look, Rob, why is Rob here? And he turns back around and it was gone. Just vanished. Whoa. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but that was one, that was kind of one of the secondhand stories. You know what I mean? It didn't sure. really happen to me, but it was somebody. So I don't, is that like a doppelganger type thing? You well, know what I mean? He was, cause he swore up and he was like, swore up and down. It was me. He was like, there's no mistaking it. He said, that was you. Based, <laughs> I was just based, like, uh, I don't know. That's based upon the silhouette though, is what it sounds like. It doesn't, it, it, it did he say that he could see the face and it was you too, or did, was it just the shape? From what he was saying, he, he said, he was like, he thought it was me. Yeah. But he thought it was me, but it sounds like he based that on the fact that you have, you have a trench coat and, and he saw yeah, a trench yeah, coat. Yeah. And now that, yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, I yeah. think that's what it was, but I mean, nobody else really wore it. You know what I right. mean? Even now, though it was kind of. Right. Nowadays, so, he said, in the old days, they were real common. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Wow. It could be, yeah. it could be a doppelganger kind of thing, but it could also just be that. You know, something that was, uh, you know, that was common fashion for, that's what it appears with, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was, and going throughout the years too. So we were there till, oh my gosh, until I would say early 2000s, mid 2000s, you know, we stayed there, you know, grandma had passed away and everything. Mm. Um, she left my dad the house. You know, we'd stay there. My brothers would have experiences there. My youngest brother, he used to have these really bad, I want to say night terrors almost. Uh-huh. But he would he would walk, he would sleepwalk 
And he, when he would do it, he would, it was like he was doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like he would get up and he would be like pushing the wall, like, like he's pushing on the wall and then he's like acting like he's getting something out of a vending machine or something. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, Joey, wake up, wake up. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, and go back. Um, one time he, he walked all the way down our road because we had probably like a quarter mile long gravel driveway. And then at the end was a, was our mailbox on a sidewalk. And then the neighborhood, he had walked all the way down that driveway, down the sidewalk and back down the, the main road. And he was, <laughs> In his underwear at one of our friends' house. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Seriously. It, it, she calls my dad. It's probably like 2.33 in the morning. And she's like, hey, I got your son standing here on my porch in his underwear. <laughs> and my dad's like, what are you talking about? So he comes in. And I remember this because I remember my dad kind of freaking out. And he's like, where's your brother? Where's your brother? And I was like, I don't know. So we're all looking for him. And sure, sure, he's right there. You know, wow. she, could, he was, she you know, made him sit on the porch and everything. But he was still sleeping when... <laughs> he even went and picked him up. He doesn't remember anything, you know? Wow. That's intense. Um, yeah. That's really intense. Yeah. And it, it, of course it scared my dad, you know, it, yeah. which would any parent, you know, he was just like, Oh my gosh. So he started putting alarms and, you know, yeah. deadbolts and all kinds of, you know, higher up deadbolts on the doors and stuff. And uh, how, how old was your brother at the time? Oh my goodness. So I was in my preteenish. So he was probably like eight Oh, I would so say he's a little little guy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, little little guy. Mm. So, uh, and I don't know what what caused him to start having experiences like that. You know, it's like, yeah. and it's weird because now he just like it, it like flipped a switch. He used to be real social and everything, and I don't know if something happened to him, and he just he doesn't talk to anybody anymore. Mm. He doesn't go to any family functions, and yeah. But th- that's another that's another story. I don't, sure. So I don't know if that has yeah. anything to do with paranormal or anything, but. Um, it could, but yeah, like any, any kind of, any time, like, uh, and then, like I said, as I was getting older, you know, I started having kids. I, I was right out of high school and I had my first, my oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went and stayed with my ex's parents. Well, they were real religious people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, her dad was real strict, real strict religious and everything, which was kind of weird because I don't even know. He liked me. I think he liked me more than he did his own kids and the rest of the family. <laughs> <laughs> but uh he let me stay there until we got our own place you know because you know stuff happens when you're kids and i guess he understood that but like i said he liked me i would talk with him and this and that and mm-hmm. you know we got as you do with some people you talk and you know start talking about ghost stories and paranormal stories and stuff that, sure you know stuff that happens to you mm-hmm. and uh he kind of opened up to me one night we're sitting in this kitchen and from the kitchen you could look into the living room and they had one of those big console floor TVs. You remember those that oh, like you sure. had to walk over and it was like, <laughs> I think it still had the tubes in it. You flip the button. It was like, boom, <laughs> sound like a flux capacitor going off or something. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and and heat up the tubes. were like, yep. but you would sit there and watch the news, you know, and then we would go in, we went in the kitchen and uh, he had the TV turned off and he started telling me, he's like, man, I hear stuff up in the attic all the time. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. You know? And I kind of started telling him stuff about my grandma's house. Cause it was just, you know, probably not even a mile away, you know, like sure. I walked there or whatever. Cause they kind of lived in the neighborhood. And, mm-hmm. um, he was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I hear stuff all the time. And he's like, I hear stuff moving on the shelves. And, um, he's like that TV come on one night. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I swear. He's like that TV come on one night, you know, and me being open-minded like I was, but here he is, you know, he's kind of this religious guy and he's telling me this and I'm thinking, wow, that's kind of weird. And right. that we're sitting there and all of a sudden you hear that noise, you hear that boom, 
of the TV coming on. And we both looked at each other and looked in there and sure, the TV come on. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me right now? And those those were like like pretty robust switches. It wasn't like remote control. You had to actually turn, right. turn a switch to make that happen. Yeah, exactly. Like the big knobs, you know, you yeah. had like the U, U, uh, UHV knob up top and then, the, you know, the bottom, almost yeah. like an old radio, you know what yep. I mean? Yep. So, I mean. and that, that's what was really weird. You could hear it. It just went that click and then that boof of those tubes like heating up. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And he goes, see, I told you. I'm like, holy cow. That is crazy. <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> Wow. And I'm just thinking, man, is this, is this, excuse me, is, is this stuff following me? Or, I mean, like, really, what's going on, you know? And as, like, I'm getting, you know, more questions than, than I am answers, and I'm just like, wow, this is some crazy stuff. This is some crazy stuff. So, mm-hmm. anyway, me and my ex, we, you know, we get out on our own, and we have this apartment, okay? Mm-hmm. We get this apartment, and it, from the get-go, this thing was just spooky. You know, it was probably built in, I think, like, the 20, the, I'm sorry, the 30s or 40s. Uh-huh. Um during uh, World War II, and right next to it was a cemetery. <laughs> wow. And I remember this one particular evening, like, we'd like we'd be laying in bed and we could hear stuff in the attic. And, you know, there's trees around, so, you know, your mind goes, okay, maybe it's just a squirrel running up on top of the roof or mm-hmm. this or that or the other, and you hear, like, scratching and stuff. And I'm like, it's got to be raccoons or squirrels or something. Right. But this one particular evening, me and her had gone out and actually had um, – we got it. We found a babysitter. You know, it was one of these rare evenings where we had a babysitter. So we went out with a buddy of mine. And at the time, um, she had this phone. It was a flip phone. And she could call the house and check her messages from the answer machine. And she was, we were waiting for something, somebody to call. And mm-hmm. anyway, so she calls the house. And I'm inside the, 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 uh, the bar and grill still. And I see her and my friend outside smoking because you couldn't smoke in the place. Mm-hmm. And I see her with her with her um, hand up, you know, talking on the phone or whatever. And she's like, I can see you getting kind of nervous looking. And my buddy comes in and he goes, dude, somebody just answered your guys' phone oh, at your geez. home. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, at the apartment. He's like, let's go right now. <laughs> so we just, we jump in the truck and it was probably, I don't know, three or four blocks down the road. But me and him, we just left her there. Yeah. We jump in and I mean, we come barreling in the door, but the doors were locked though too. So I'm, I'm fidgeting around this way. I tell him to go around to the back door. I'm like, hey, bro, go around to the back. So I'll let you. So I'm fidgeting with the lock. I go in, and uh, nobody. Nobody's there. Oh. She's still at the bar freaking out. She's like, man, she's like, I, I called the house and the answering machine when I, I, I didn't even get the message because it's like, you know, you go to uh, press one for to listen to your oh, sure. your home messages. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I didn't even get to that. Somebody picked up and with, and his weird voice was like, hello. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, and I'm like, are you kidding? And she was a type of person. She's very matter of fact type of person, you know. Because I'd tell her things about you know when I was younger and stuff that would happen. She's just like, whatever, bull. And I was like, yeah, hey, talk to your dad too. He believes the stuff too. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, whatever. It's this or that. You know, just whatever it is. Right. And uh, <laughs> so and then this happened to her, and she's like, she's like, dude, I swear to God, she's like, call the thing, and so I call it. And it picks the answer thing picks up, right? And so I listen to the messages, but on that messaging, you can hear that hello. Oh wow! So it did record it. Yeah, it right. It recorded it. So that's why. And I started thinking, like later on, I started thinking, wow, is that like an EVP? Right. Well, yeah, it would be. You know what I mean? Yep. Sure, it would. So that's kind of weird in itself. And she was just like, oh my gosh. Well, you know, 
how things happen. You grow apart sometimes. Well, I ended up staying there by myself for a little bit. We'd split up mm-hmm. and she moved with our daughter and I had my cousin over one night and it was, you know, we were barbecuing and stuff and having a few drinks and we're sitting there and I had the door open. And like I said, right next to us was like a little, a little thing of trees and then the walkway. And then that cemetery was right on the other side of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there one night and all of a sudden it, Brent, it sounds like somebody takes a couch and just drops it down from the top of one of those big oak trees oh and hits God. every branch on the way down. Oh, and we both looked at each other and I was like, Oh, and we take off running outside. Yeah. And about that time, we see one of the neighbors from an adjacent building come out with a flashlight. And he's looking, and he's looking all up in the trees. And he's like, was that you guys? <laughs> I'm like, no, what are you talking about? He's like, was that you guys? Seriously. Because, I mean, it really, it sounded like somebody just dropped a couch from the top of the tree. Wow. Yeah. And, and so it wasn't just us hearing it. The neighbor heard it, too, the one that was closest to them tree, that tree line. Oh, man. And we were all, so all three of us are standing and, you know, like looking in this little, this, little cove of trees and up in the tree and this and that and, yeah, and we, we nothing we couldn't see if a branch if like if it was a branch that broke off and fell down into it or mm-hmm. you know anything okay everybody i think it's time we got to take a break so don't go away and we'll be right back with more of the paranormal portal podcast in just a couple minutes All right, everybody, and we're back, and we're back at it here on the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Buckle up. We're going in. Now, i got a question for you. Um, yeah. you. You had mentioned that when you stayed with her family, um, that, that you, and, you and, the, and her dad were talking about mm-hmm. uh, having experiences and stuff, but do you know, did the experiences exist prior to you being there, or did they kind of start as you, as you came there? I believe a, a few little things would happen like before I, I, I was there. Okay. A few things would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seemed like as I was there, it would intensify more. Sure. Because, you know, there are some things, like I said, there are some things in which, well, you know, that you hear little bumps or scratches that, and it's kind of like, oh, well, that was just that. But right. the TV turning on, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different animal. <laughs> But, it, you know, it just right. seems like you, you definitely seem to be a catalyst for this activity, which, you know, would, would seem to imply that you have quite a bit of ability, either latently or maybe you know. But, uh, you know, that that's, tends to activate a lot of activity when there's people with a, a high degree of awareness or, or uh, you know, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, psychic ability. Um, that does activate a lot of paranormal activity around them. Right. And, and like I said, I... I don't think I'm so much as psychic, but I've been told like I have an old soul and an, an empath. Like I feel things more than yeah, and that's that's I psychic. would see them or yeah. anything else. That's you the, know you know that's one of the clairs, the clairaudient, clairvoyant. The you know the feeling, the empathy oh, okay. is, is is still a psychic awareness. It's just mm-hmm. you know that you experience it more physically. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Sure. But I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. It's just I had those questions because. No, 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 absolutely. No, I understand because, like I said, I got questions myself, (laughs) you know. And then, uh, okay, you know, as as we go on, you know, we finally, we we get back together and we we end up buying a house. And we're in this house, which is in a neighborhood that's not too far from where we grew up, you know. And it's actually not too far from where 
the town that we grew up in, my my family actually was some of the founders of this town that we grew up in. Oh, okay. Nice. And it was not too far from the church, which they, you know, raised the money to put the church and build the steeple and all this good stuff. So and it was a neighborhood right outside that church. Mm. So we moved to this house and almost, I'd say within the year of us living there, just strange stuff was happening. Um, we'd hear scratches on the wall. Our kids would be scared, terrified. Our two daughters, cause by this time we have two daughters. Okay. Um, they would tell us about the little girl they see running in the hallway at night. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, which kind of confirms cause we had a, we had, one night we had a party and we had a bunch of people there and the kids weren't there. And my buddy, he had gone to the bathroom. We we're outside in the, in the garage and he'd gone to the bathroom and comes back out and he goes, Hey man, I, I, I thought you, you didn't have no kids here tonight. Mm-hmm. I said, we don't have any kids here tonight. They're with their grandma. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I swear. He's like, I, I just seen somebody, oh, man. you know, yeah. and there was two, two different people said that that night. So that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, not only that, but we, we, and at this time we had, a, we had gotten a St. Bernard, mm-hmm. great dog, sweetest dog. Um, and he would do the same thing that my dog did when I did growing up. He, mm-hmm. he would sit there and like, I would get up and go to the bathroom and, and uh, late at, you know, early in the morning and he'd just be sitting there staring at the corner of the wall wow. or growling or just staring off up into the ceiling. And I'm just like, uh, you know, I, I would call his name and I'd be like, Roger, come here. And he wouldn't budge. He would just keep looking. And he wasn't that type of dog. It's like, you know, you could almost have a conversation with him like me and you are or anybody else. You're like, hey, buddy, come on, what's going on? And he would know what you're talking about. <laughs> but he, he didn't budge, man. I'm mm. telling you, he just did not budge. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to know what they see, you know, if there was some way to know. What is it they're watching? What are they seeing? Because, you know, it'd, be, it'd probably help out a bunch to know what you're dealing with at that point, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. And uh, I don't know how much time we have left, but... Um, oh, we got we got about, you know, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, so whatever else you want to oh, okay. get into, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, well, to kind of tie up with that, that, that first kind of paranormal experience... Mm-hmm. Um, that I, that I told you about when I was young about seeing the soldier. Yeah. Well, my cousin, just to kind of tie everything up because there, there's a lot, there's a quite a few more that I have, but it'd probably take more than 15 minutes to tell, but well, we can always, my cousin, we had, we can always have you back. You can always come back. Oh yeah. And we'll do Absolutely. a part two for sure. Yeah. Cause we, well, we got Halloween coming up, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my cousin, we had found out, um, my aunt years ago, um, she, um, had, a, when she was younger, she had a child out of wedlock. And at this time, you know, it was real taboo. Like I said, grandma and grandpa, the ones that we lived with were, you know, real religious, real Catholics, you know, and it was a real big taboo. Right. Well, she, she, you know, she had the baby and gave it up for adoption. Well, when her parents passed away, the ones that she was adopted by, she found the trunk and the attic or with their, some of their stuff or found a trunk somewhere in their house after they had passed, you know, okay. and in the bottom of this chest were her adoption papers. Well, for some reason, well, you know, like I said, back in the day, you know, they crossed out names and you know, this and that and the other. Well, for some reason they did not cross out my grandmother's name. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she found us in 2011, all of us, the whole family, you know? Mm-hmm. So she went from having no family to having this big family. Well, come to find out later on and um she so she knows her mom her mother's side now oh okay she wanted to know who her dad's side was you mm-hmm. know her, her biological father and um 
So a few years ago, I, I took one of those DNA tests. Okay. You know what I'm thinking? Because I also had another cousin that was looking for a biological father. I know it sounds, yay, family, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, and I had asked her because, I mean, I found out all kinds of stuff. Like mm-hmm. we found my grandmother's biological family that she had been looking for and they had been looking for her for years. But anyway, that's a whole another story. Wow. And um, so anyway, I'd asked her and I said, hey, did, you know, did you ever find out anything about that? You know, taking that test. And she's like, you know what? I actually, I did. And my wife now she's, she's into that, like the genealogy stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. But, um, so she could explain it to her a little bit better than I could. So we were on a video chat one evening and I'm talking with her and talking with her. And she's like, you know, th- this name that my mom get, it's, it's not what I thought, you know, I'm, I'm not seeing anything for it. So my wife starts delving into it and looking into it and this and that and the other. Well, we end up finding her biological family and her biological father. So her biological father, he, uh, you see, she was born in 1969. Mm-hmm. So it had, had been in like 1968. She, um, I'm sorry. Uh, she, so when she was born, she was given up for adoption. And then her father, her biological father was actually drafted to the Vietnam war. She was born in June or July of that year. He was drafted and passed away in Vietnam in August of that year. So as we were talking and everything, she sends me, because she finds his family, right? She sends me a picture of what he looked like, because he was probably 18, 19 when he passed, you know? He's a war hero. He, he, you know, he went to war and he actually helped his platoon get, you know, from totally getting decimated him and another guy stood back and uh, helped him get away. So, but when she sends me this, she's like, she's like, Rob, I found him. I found him. I found him. She's like, I'm going to send you a picture. When she sends me this picture, oh my gosh, I I got the chicken skin right now. Just thinking about it. It was that soldier that was standing up underneath that light when I was a little kid at grandma's house. I, I, I swear it was him. Oh, amazing. Because not only that, because, well, how we found her, too, after we had found her, my grandma always kept family genealogy books, right? Mm-hmm. Well, after we had found her, we had all met to, at my uncle's house, and we were looking through the genealogy books. And, you know, she had a, uh, it was a big, huge book, and it had her parents and my, my uh, grandfather, her husband's parents, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, my aunts and uncles and my dad and all of us kids and grandkids and everything. And we never understood for what reason she left the number one spot open and then just skipped it and then just went to my cousin, who we always thought was our oldest cousin. Uh-huh. And that's when it realized everybody, that's when it dawned on everybody, she left that space open for her. Oh, wow. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it, 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 all, it all just snapped together. And then, like I said, when, and this has just been probably over the summer, she had, she had found them her biological father's family. Mm-hmm. And she sent me that picture and Brent, I, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And like, cause I said, I can see it to this day, that this is... soldier sitting up underneath this light. And it was him. He was there. <laughs> like, I don't know if he was looking for her or if he, you know what I mean? And right, it just, right. it just blows my mind thinking about how connected we all are. Right. Well, not only that, but another real quick story is, sure. <laughs> she found out where he was buried and it was actually the cemetery that I used to work in, in the town that we lived in. 
So it's just yeah. all full circle. It really is. Wow. That's yeah, incredible. and actually, that I, I was in a bad accident there, and it almost killed me. I was run over by a tractor there, and oh, it almost goodness. killed me. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And it was literally probably, I don't know, maybe 50 yards from his grave. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know because we didn't know, you know, because this has been seven years since this happened, and we just she just recently found her biological family. So it's like... Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy how we're all kind of tied in right. with the natural and supernatural. It is. That's amazing, brother. I mean, those are, it, it's, it's funny because, you know, I suppose we're all interconnected in some way or another, but when, when things flow so elegantly like that, it's just, it just really cooks your bacon, you know? Oh, I know. I've been fried thinking about it <laughs> just with the other, and that's just on my dad's side of the family yeah. with us finding on my mom's side of the family, her and how we were all connected that way. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing. And that'll, that'll have to be for another time. Cause I'm, I could jump around and probably wouldn't make no sense. And I just get, <laughs> just make it a little clearer, more, more clear in my head, you know, until right. maybe next time. But it's, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, yeah, crazy. we'll definitely have you back brother. I mean, I, I really appreciate this and, and you really do have a lot of things to talk about. I, you know, I mean, I, most every guest has quite a bit, but, I can tell that, uh, you know, you're going to be one of those rare examples where we're going to need shows to cover, you know, what you've seen and experienced. And that's great. You know, I, I love hearing these kind of stories. And, and I really do think that you are the catalyst somehow or, you know, it's a family trait or something. A lot of times these kind of things go along family lines. And so, uh, and then to hear the, the, you know, how the first apparition you saw was actually, you know, somehow related is, is just incredible. That's just amazing. Yeah, and it's, it is. It really is amazing. Like I said, it gives me the chicken skin just thinking about it because <laughs> I, I, as soon as I saw his picture, I, I just was like, my jaw dropped and I almost yeah. started crying. Like my right. eyes started welling up and I was just like, yeah, that was him. That's that intense. was him. Yeah. And my wife's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, that was him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it just gives me the, the chills just thinking about it right now. But it, it, it's it's a it's and it's not in a scary way; it's almost a comforting way. You know right. what I mean? It's right. like yeah, it's a comforting feeling. Exactly, and you know, and and you can tell it was a profound event because you were so small when you witnessed that, and yet as soon as you saw that picture, it's like boom, that's the guy. It was still so yeah. crisp in your mind, and and it, you know, it's a profound event when it's so tattooed in your memory. That's for incredible. sure. Very incredible. But brother, this has been a great discussion. Uh, you're definitely going to have to come back. So you and I will talk and figure out when we're going to record the next part and uh, we'll continue on this journey. But uh, I really appreciate you coming on and giving us a great part one. This has been an amazing talk. Oh yeah, no problem. It's been my pleasure, Brent. I mean, like I said, I appreciate you having me on and you know, if anything helping somebody mm-hmm. with their own experiences and maybe, It'll help somebody come onto the, you know, come onto the podcast and yeah, that'd be great. Get it off their chest, you know, and and because also I was telling my, wrote another quick thing. I was telling my cousin about it mm-hmm. tonight, you know, being, you know, being on the show and everything, and uh, he was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go right now into the. So we got a couple more subscribers out of it. Well, you did anyway. <laughs> we listen to me like hey, I got a mouse in my pocket or something. We're a family. You and Don. So yeah. Um, that's really cool. So, and he's he's into that stuff too a lot because he's he's been through war and he's seen a lot of weird stuff and 
I mean, stuff that we've had together being kids at grandma's house. And he's just like, Oh my gosh. And he's like, remember this? And, this? and I'm like, yeah, but I, I said, it's not, it's, it's kind of a short show. So, you know, no, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to be another time. But. Right. Yeah. And if he wants to join you on the show uh, and record one with both of you, that's fine too. We can certainly do that oh, as okay. well. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, he's, he's an OTR driver. He's over the road. So sure. it's kind of little tricky hit or miss, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's kind of tricky with his scheduling and everything, but I can get with him and, well, See what's you know with the holidays coming up and everything you know maybe sure. he's going to be home. Yep. So or if he's at least done driving, if he can connect uh, with us, uh, you know if he happens to be uh, done for the night, we could we could do it. I can be pretty flexible on these because these are pre-recorded. It's not the live show, so we can record whenever True. we need to. So uh, yeah, True. brother, but you know let him know that that's an option. And uh, I just want to thank you again. It's been a, an excellent oh, discussion, an excellent journey, and I'm really excited to get you back for part two. Oh, absolutely. Thank you again, Brent. Have a good evening. My pleasure, brother. Thank you again, and we'll be in touch. All right. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash paranormalportalradio. As well as finding us on Twitter, we're on Twitter at paranormalportal, P-O-R-T-L, and uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. We got hundreds of shows in our uh, our, our vault of <laughs> journeys into the paranormal portal. So I hope you'll check it uh, check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com/slash/paranormalportal. So hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So uh, stay tuned. But we love you all. Be good. Be kind. Be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day and remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody.